What is going on, Sergio? How you doing today? Excellent, sir. How about you? Oh, doing good, doing good. Can't complain. Um, I mean, Sunday's over with, so I don't have to look at Taylor Swift for another uh, few months. That's good there. Um, yeah. Actually, I got to say, I got to say that Super Bowl was the boringest goddamn show I've seen in who knows how long. The commercials were okay. The game was boring as hell. The halftime show sucked. I thought the only time it was great was when Lil John came hey, out man. and started singing. And, and I'm like, you know what it should have been? Should have been Lil John at halftime. And then you bring out Usher and Ludacris for that particular song. Dude, it would blew off the blew off. But uh yeah, other than that, right, I, I, okay, I agree. I agree with three quarters of it. The first half was shit. Um, halftime was whatever. Um, even my daughter, who's an Usher fan, didn't like the halftime because he didn't sing too many of his top songs um yep. the second half was fire come on now that was an exciting game if you bet on mm -hmm. uh, kansas city bro come on now would you what would you get a dollar honestly i i wasn't even really watching the game i was more I watching watch. youtube videos than i was watching the game my wife. my wife was like this is so boring so um it is what it is yeah, hey in case if you're anyway, a KC fan congrats uh, you should definitely give the game ball to Taylor Swift because she definitely allowed you to win the Vince Lombardi trophy. Um, if it wasn't for Tay Tay, then you wouldn't have that. It would have been Baltimore. But, uh, huh? What, what am I saying? I'm saying uh, go take a page out of WWE. <laughs> uh, anyway, but no, it was it was good. It was all good, and hopefully you all made some money because I know LA was on fire for at least a couple hours before and a couple hours after the game with the uh, yep. bloody surge, which was good. Um, um you know, yeah anyway yeah so hopefully right. you guys are making that money out there but uh you know first uh let's we got a we got a jam-packed show for you so let's get right into it we do have a special guest coming up in just a few moments uh i think you may know him from delivery tv uh he's gonna be coming on Luis berti uh talking about well what's going on the fake accounts all of that stuff that's going on um we're also going to be talking about discoveries after the new lift 7030 guarantee and clearing some clearing up some misunderstandings <laughs> also going to be talking about is Lyft coming clean about driver expenses and is it going far enough we're also going to be talking about uber's tip shaving yet again on some reserved trips so we're going to be showing you that uh, uber is also paying drivers the cash pro rewards for the second time but not again we talked about that yet last week um, they did follow through with the payments so uh, that's a great thing we're going to be talking there uh, we're also going to be covering the uber and lyft earnings report lyft just came out uh, big whoopsie on their end, but uh, um, still came out over the last uh, you know week. Uh, DoorDash hitting a new low. Drivers delivering for free. What's going on there? Uh, Waymo. This is my favorite story right here of the night. Waymo vandalized and burned. The robot oh, uprising is already beginning. <laughs> Come on, man. Um, I mean, it's not really what it is. It's the uh, um, you know, it's it's the group mob mentality and, you know, things like that need to be put in check. But, hey. <laughs> um, unfortunately, but, you know, it was to a way most. So, hey, hey, it was all right. Uh, and then we're going to have some funnies and things like that. So, uh, we, we got a jam-packed show for you. Of course, we do want to make a couple of announcements before we get started. Uh, you know, one of the things I know Sergio loves to mention is the newsletter because he's writing for it again. So, I'm going to let you handle that part. All right. I'm, I'm, I say it every start of the show and every video I do. Um, writing for the newsletter again, go to www.therightshareguy.com. One word. Um, just free. It's free. Um, writing. Jay's writing. Tyler is writing. Almost daily articles come out. Tips, tricks, 
all kinds of good stuff, more in depth than what we talk about here. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, I think it's great value for it to be a free newsletter. All you have to do is put your email in and you'll get a notification. You know, Sergio wrote an article, Jay wrote an article. And yeah, I, I think it's, it's, it's well worth your time to just go read once in a while as opposed to just watch YouTube. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Yeah, and uh, link's also going to be in the description. So if you don't want to go all the way to the website now, you can just click it from the yeah. description and go there. So it's a lot easier. Um, also, you know, don't forget, uh, we do have our membership tiers. So if you'd like to support the channel, you can there. Uh, we also have a spe special monthly episode, a little, uh, little off the cuff, a little behind the scenes, a little too hot for the normal YouTube uh, when it comes to what we're doing, what we say. And uh, so... Uh, if you would like to become a member and join the special members only live, uh, make sure you sign up and become a member there. Uh, and also, uh, there's a couple meetups that are happening with Sergio. Sergio, you yeah. got something coming in March. Yeah, um, also, uh, we're going to be, you know, we're, we're putting it up everywhere. I'm going to be um, in Oakland. So all Bay Area drivers, San Francisco, Oakland. Uh, Bay Area drivers invited to, you know, it's in our on our community page about every week. We're going to renew it and put it up there. I'm going to be at the new Parkway Theater for uh, an event that Zocalo is putting on. Um, it's talking about the gig economy. And Alan Narcisse is going to be there, who used to work at Uber and Lyft as well. Um, I expect drivers to show up in force. We have room for a couple hundred people in the theater. And afterwards, there is a reception, which is free. Attending is free to the event, listening to our live stream, because it's, it's going to live stream it nationwide, our conversation or our panel. Uh, but afterwards, it, there's a free reception with free drinks and free food. I mean, who doesn't like free? Now, if you guys show up, I'll hang out with you guys as long as the theater allows us to hang out and, you know, take pictures, whatever you want to talk, problems, whatever it is. And we'll do turn this event that is not an RSG event. So I thought, okay, let's turn it into a meet and greet in the Bay Area. I'm like, what better way? Please show up. It's free. But you have to go to the website, Zocalo website. But every all the information is going to, is it, is it on our uh, thing here? Uh, no, you, you got to give no? me that. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'm going to, you know, we have, it's on March 13th. So we have next some month. time to go. But uh, next week. Uh, we'll put it on, but go to our YouTube community page. All the information is in there. How to register for it. You have to RSVP because once they sell out, then they're going to stop the RSVP. So I want all my drivers in the Bay Area to show up and make some noise in that room supporting Surge because I'm supporting you guys. So, you know, um, but yeah, anyway, we'll do a meet and greet. We'll shoot the shit. We'll talk. We'll chat. We'll laugh. We'll cry. Whatever you guys want to do should be a good event. All right. Well, we have a special guest coming on right now, uh, Luis Berti of Delivery TV. You may not know him if you do. If you don't, uh, link is going to be in the description to his channel. Uh, and he is coming on to talk about some of the fake accounts, what's going on there. Uh, a lot of, with more food delivery than rideshare, uh, but it is still a big problem nonetheless. So let's bring him on right now. How you doing? Good, sir. How are you? Oh, fantastic. Can't complain. How, how is everybody? <laughs> how are you, buddy? Good, happy. Let's make some noise. Come on. Let's make some noise. Okay, so Luis, Luis is uh, a dynamo. You know, the energizer bunny that goes like this. <laughs> That's Luis right there. 
Yeah, there's, uh, there's a Lu- few people I know like that. Luis yeah, and Luis and <laughs> I mean, seriously, he's the man, and he has so much energy, and he puts 150 million percent in everything he does. I met him actually last year at Curbivore, um, which we're going to talk about too at the end of the show. Because now tickets are out for five bucks. I want all LA drivers to show up to that one. Come on, it's cool. But Luis was there. I met him. Then I met him in Denver about six months ago, eight months ago, whenever it was, in person. And uh, Luis is on fire. Luis has his own channel, but he deals more with deliveries. That's why you guys can see on his beautiful shirt, Delivery TV. And he caters mostly to um, delivery side of the business, last mile deliveries, Walmart Spark, DoorDash, Uber Eats, Grubhub, Instacart, all that good stuff mm. that we don't do that much. But we've been working together on this issue of fake accounts or, you know, um, people who are basically going and buying or leasing accounts from other people and doing deliveries and even rideshare. It's, it's a problem in rideshare as well. Like the headline of our show, it says today, you know, um, consumers need to watch out. Drivers need to watch out. So with that said, Luis, introduce yourself. Tell us who you are for our audience. Well, thank you for having me here, Chris, Sergio. I'm so happy and I feel I feel uh, uh, a huge responsibility with, with you and your audience. So thank you for, for bringing me because this subject is really serious. This is something that... Um, we knew about this. We, since the beginning, we know that people usually, they want to put money in the, in the table and, and, and food on the table and, and provide to their families. And that is something that, yeah, we, we, we get it. We get it. And I want to start with that. I know that some people just want to earn some, some, some money and, and move forward. And, and it's something that is not new, but what's going on right now is changing the game. And I have so much information and something that amazed me in this moment is um, the way that some people are receiving the information. Like, it's not something important. Well, my name is Luis. I have a YouTube channel called Delivery TV. Um, we're on our way to, to 70, 72,000 subscribers, I think. Good. Almost almost a million views per month and we have the TikTok and we have the Instagram and we talk about delivery in Spanish. Yep. So I'm more fluid in Spanish. Yeah, I'm no, no, you're doing fine. Convey the information that I have. No, you're doing fine. And, and you know, uh, even if I, I don't speak Spanish, I mean, I understand a little bit, but I watch Luis because he's so animated when he's doing his live streams. It's completely opposite of ours. We're like more calm and cool. He is like on fire every single time and he brings it every time. So, um, you know, what he said is true. Um, you know, a lot of people depend on the gig economy to put food on the table. And um, look, we've known these problems for a while, but now with the latest round of, by the way, Luis is from Venezuela originally. And with the migrants showing up in our shore sides, I mean, by the hundreds of thousands and poor migrants are getting shipped around because of politics all over the country in this cold weather right first of all they're being used and abused and exploited and luis will tell you his findings and then all i can tell you luis is that i'm 100 behind you in whatever you're doing i support whatever you're doing 
And, you know, we will bring this to the attention of not only the media, the public, but also the companies, because I think the companies are not doing enough to stop it because it's benefiting them. So you take it over. All right. The, the first thing that I want to, I brought some images. And the first one, uh, when I show it to Chris, he told me, you're going to have to give some context. And that's the word that I have today um, to start. Being naive in front of the situation is 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 not good it's not a good sign what i'm talking what what we are talking about is a business that is behind all these accounts we're talking about hundreds of thousands of accounts being sold affecting the the and i always i always share uh, an example if you are an owner of a restaurant and okay you you need 10 waiters all right but if you hire Five thousands. The 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 system is gonna crack. The system is gonna be affected, and this is what's going on right now. We have people who are selling accounts, but the problem is not like the account. If if you can help me with the the next images, the next the next um yeah slide that I have. What you are looking here um is. Uh, numbers and what is that? What is that? It's just a couple of numbers of Walmart stores. Those numbers are, are are situations. Each one of those numbers is a testimony that I have with pictures, with videos, and with with dangerous situations that are happening. And I have so many num more numbers. Uh, the next image, please, Chris. Thank you. I brought this one because this is a like a pyramidal pyramidal scheme. Yeah, pyramid scheme. Yeah, pyramid scheme. Yeah, at the top you have the guys who who drive Lamborghinis and and Bentleys right now, and they provide the the business to to with fake. And this is the huge problem right now. I don't know if the problem right now is the the account. I was reading a message in this in the commentaries about those are not fake accounts. Maybe it's true, but this is the thing. Identities. That is the word. We're talking about people who create accounts with fake IDs, but with real people, maybe yours, Sergio, maybe yep. yours, Chris. They take the social, they take the information and they create accounts and they found websites and spaces in the web to create the, the the licenses and the the information that they need to create accounts but they also have links and they can crack the system of face identity and is awful so we have the top then we have the distribute the distribution the two little guys but i we're talking about hundreds of thousands and then the clients and the the clients, I want to focus there. Can you put the New York Post in images? What we're looking here is a New York Post um, article mentioning Tren de Aragua gang. That is from Venezuela. And that is a freaking dangerous gang. And those are the guys who are selling and, and purchasing accounts and going to the customers' houses to deliver and who knows what else and that is that that is why i start the conversation with the word naive we cannot be naive 
I was talking with this cop the other day and he couldn't believe. He, he was like, seriously? And I told him, listen, go to Walmart and check. And he told me, I'm a, co I'm a Walmart customer. And I told him, well, that is the situation. And what we are doing here is creating awareness. And to the English speaking community, I just want to let you, I just want to tell you this is heavy, heavy. I'm receiving photos, images, numbers of Walmarts. Like five days ago, I talked with a person who gave me information that I was like, I, I was scared of that information. I spoke with Sergio that day. I was like sweating that day because well, of the situation. But, so, but Luis, like you, a lot, a lot of, a lot of this, okay, a lot of this is happening because look, um, you know, it happens in rideshare, but it's happening very frequently because there is not enough checks and balances, right? So even one of our own contributors, um, Gabe, up in San Francisco, they stole his ID and on Uber platform, Uber put his account on hold. He writes for us, okay, and. He called Uber support and Uber support says, oh, by the way, your account is one. One of your accounts is being used in uh, Connecticut and the other one is in San Diego. <laughs> and one guy already has done 600 deliveries with your name. Think about it. And they deactivated Gabe because they thought he was, you know, selling his ID. Right. So this is a huge problem, but it's a let's dissect the problem, though. Okay, Who is the bigger issue for here? Is it for the. Delivery drivers who are getting less orders because market's already oversaturated and now there's more accounts, more people doing it. That's one. Is it the consumer that's going to get hurt the most because it's unsafe? Whoever's delivering the food is not who the app says is going to deliver the food. So, and, and lastly, we'll talk about the companies. Well, let's talk about the first two. I want to say something. And I want to say something about the customers. I stopped doing Spark Driver months ago. I'm I, I'm not working with Spark Driver anymore. And you know why? At first was because of the situation. The orders just went away. And I don't want to start with the bots. I don't want to start there because that's another subject. But um, because of the bots, I started doing Walmart. But then I start um, sharing the information in my YouTube channel. And now I cannot go to Walmart because I'm scared. I'm scared of going there and work because I don't know who is going to see me. Yeah. And I don't know what, what, can, what can happen. If I'm scared, who is sharing this information with the customer about who is giving them and, 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 and taking the delivery to their floor, to the doorsteps. Yeah. So who is sharing this information with the customers? This is heavy. The cop yeah. do was amazed. Do you, do you think, okay, how do we, okay, how do we then, how do we, um, I mean, we've been talking about this for a while on Rideshare, but on deliveries, because I do quite a few deliveries myself, and I have ordered food on DoorDash or Uber Eats myself. And, you know, you see the picture of the person that's going to deliver the food. And when they deliver, it has, it looks nothing like the person that should be delivering the food, right? But how do we get to the consumer? Like, how do we say, by the way, who you're ordering from is not who's delivering your food or your groceries or your Walmart packages, specifically in Spark's case? How do we, how do we educate the, the, the consumer about this? Media. Yeah. Business Insider. They know your post. 
Yahoo Finance, yeah. New York Post. Those are the guys that we need to talk with. Yeah. And I invite well, all the drivers who are watching this, every time that you see an article about delivery, go, go to the end and see who brought it and brought to that guy and send him the, the, the information that you have because he's heavy. Yeah. And, and how about this then? Uh, let's talk a little bit about the existing driver community who's suffering as well because these extra accounts are being dumped into the you know into the marketplace and obviously the pie is staying the same size but the mouse to feed are a lot more and you know you said you don't want to talk about bots but let's do talk about bots hmm. okay i mean look we're here we're going to open this can of worms and then it goes wherever it goes hmm. um so first let's talk about how it's creating more oversaturation because you know, I know a lot of delivery drivers, like Zach drives fast, Kim of Side Money Plans. She's complaining in Jersey that all these new drivers are showing up, picking up food and deliveries that she has never seen before, right? But it's adding to the legally working people of DoorDash and Uber Eats and Walmart who have one account. And a lot of people are saying, I'm seeing people with three, four, five phones in their hands. Can you talk a little bit about that? Uh, yeah, definitely. And I want to say something here really important. One information that I have, and I'm inviting to the Walmart uh, people to come and, and, and explain some things. And if you want to share this information here or, or in my channel, that will be great. I'm, I'm doing the, giving you the, inf the invitation. Uh, but the information that I have is that, is that some dispatchers in Walmart receive money. And the top of the, par the pyramid, they give them money, and if you are if you are not paying as a driver money to that Walmart and to that gang, you won't receive orders. About the bots, this week I share a photo of like a, like fifty phones in a table receiving orders. So wow. round robin orders, you might see round robin orders, but the other orders you won't see it because that those systems take the orders, the the orders that are sent to everybody, not round robins, but the other one the other type. So that's why when you see the order and you click, it disappears because the other sees the other person already have it. Yeah. And, and it, yeah, I, I don't know where do we get. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I mean, no, it's a, look, it's a major issue. And, and, you know, this is not the first time we're going to see you obviously, but um, now let's talk a little bit about why the companies are allowing this to happen. I mean, the answer is pretty simple to me, but maybe you have a different answer. Well, they, they have the control on their hands. The thing is, the thing is that the bureaucratic situation with the companies is heavy because if someone is really uh, inside the companies, really with the intention of work, they have to go to this department and then the other department and then the other department. And by the end of the month, they create something to update the app, but the gang and the people who, and the hackers, they already crack and they already know how to crack the system that this app took a month to discover how to do it. Yeah. So they move really fast comparing to the to the companies. I'm not defending the companies. I mean, yeah. And I I I said this uh, last week in my in my YouTube channel. Everything that you are doing as a company are showing the drivers that you don't freaking care. Yeah. No, I, I mean, look, Don't I agree. Care. I agree. I agree. And, and you know, we say that about rideshare quite a bit, which I'm sure we will again today. But 
Um, as far as I'm concerned, look, I, working with these companies, I figured it out what you just said. They work very slow, right? And and stuff is happening on the street level, but they're not on the street level. All they do is write code and then figure things out. But the other thing I'm thinking is that, you know, a lot of these orders, we're going to show a DoorDash order today, which had a zero delivery fee, zero, like free, literally free, right? And it benefits these companies, these last mile delivery companies, that there are people who are being exploited out there. Those are the only people who are going to do the dollar or $2 DoorDash no tip order, right? And DoorDash only cares about pushing these orders out, period. You know, they did 600 million orders last quarter. If if it's me and you, Luis, nobody will pick up those $2 no tip orders, right? But somebody is doing it. And these, this is the situation mm -hmm. that I feel like you know, those are the people who are doing these orders. But um, as far as what you're doing currently, like where are you in this investigation? You know, in every investigation, there's a starting period. You wake up, you go, okay, there's something wrong with this. And then you start getting into it, right? You go, you can have freedom, talk as much as you're allowed to talk or you want to talk about it because I want to help you. I really do. And I want to bring this to the company's attention. But like, if we were to put a scale of one through 10, where do you think this investigation is at? Is it a three? Is it a four? Is it a lot more to discover? Yeah, there's a lot more to discover, but I feel like in the moment that I am right now is in the moment where I just lose, completely lost the hope with the apps. I'm, I'm hopeless with the apps and I just wanna go to the media and show them, show them everything. Okay. And I, I, I just, you had seen some emails that I sent you and, and yeah. we are a, 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 all the time. By the way, if something happened to me, there's Sergio and you're going to have to go for him. Right? <laughs> yeah. But, I yeah, but that. So, look, when, you, when you're in the public eye, you have to take that. You have to take the heat. And you, I know you are taking heat. And uh, to me, look, you know, we're working for the bigger good. You know, it's not about you and me. It's about the community. Right? And I think the community is behind us that we need to definitely do something about it. And uh, so when you're when you're out there, you said you stopped doing Spark, right? Yeah. Is it because of fear of something or is yeah. it why? Or is it no orders? All orders are getting grabbed, all the good orders? My my I, I, I was suffering because of the bots and I, I was I wasn't um, I didn't I stopped receiving good orders. But I still was working. But one time I was delivering in a Walmart and like five guys came up to me. Yeah. And I was scared. Okay. Luckily, they were good. And they want me to go to another Walmart and I made a video with that. And the video is on my YouTube channel where I'm like with a bunch of drivers going to talk with a, a Walmart manager. And, and, and here's something I want to say. If you see something weird, don't go to the dispatcher. Don't go to the to the supervisor. You might be disconnected. Okay? Don't trust in the dispatchers and the guys over there in the Walmart. Don't trust in them. All right? Write an email, send us the information, and we will put it on the media. But yeah. And the other thing is don't confront those weird drivers. You don't know who they are. And that is dangerous, really dangerous. The, those people, huh, I don't want to tell you. Yeah. No, well, you don't have to go into that detail because I know what the details are. But <sighs> um, so 
you know, our, our, I mean, we have a game plan. Obviously, we talk about these things quite a bit. And uh, definitely media is going to play helping us to alert the consumer because this is a completely unsafe situation for the consumer. And once the consumer wakes up to this and they start complaining, then I think the companies are going to pay attention. I believe that too. Yeah. So um, let's do this. Um, we have a few minutes, but it doesn't matter because I think this is an important subject. Um, I know you're from Venezuela, right? Yes. And you're an immigrant. I'm an immigrant. I came to this country, you know, um, gave me everything I have, and it's given you everything you have, right? By the way, Luis is an active delivery driver. I was talking to him yesterday. He was doing the Uber Eats delivery. So <laughs> we both do it. Um, Tell me a little bit about that connection, Luis. I mean, I know it's a personal connection here too with you, right? With all the Venezuelan migrants showing up, yeah. you know, in this country. And uh, what do you think about that? And what do you feel about that? And do you think they're being exploited by these gangs or bots or whatever you want to call it? Well, I, I heard about uh, uh, gangs who paid um, 200. If, if, if you pay them, $200, you have an account and $200 more and you have the the car of the, in a Scooter. weekly basis. Yeah. Uh, and you have paid like 200 more and you have a bed to sleep. So you have $600 per week and you can have an account, a car and a place to to sleep. And I've been listen, listening, like prices is, is crazy. Like uh, $1,500 uh, and $1,700 per week for an account is 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 crazy the amount that I'm receiving but it's a, an e-commerce right now um the connection with the my my country I'm from Venezuela and you you hear about the Venezuelans the Venezuelans well yeah and affect me in the in a personal way and I just want to say not everybody is bad I, I'm from Venezuela yeah. I'm trying to do some good and if you ask me a in my mind, what I have right now is control. I think what we need is control. This is yeah. out of control. I understand some people want to put food on their table. I know a, a, I have a friend who crossed the river in the south border with a son, with his son, and he saw see his son had had cancer, and he, the 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 little guy just ring the bell a month ago, and he called me to tell me that he saved the life of his kid by crossing yeah. the south border. So. It's not like I I I mean I recognize the, that there there are some good people over there, but we need control. And sorry yeah. if I get passionate about this. It's just that I want to break the language barrier because that is important too. In the in the Hispanic community, that is normal. And I want to break the barrier of language and 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 bring you in the conversation so you, the message can be further. Yeah, I mean, look, we we do have our obviously barrier with language but you're doing amazing work on your channel uh, you know with the hispanic community we're doing great work obviously in our, with our english but that's not the issue the issue is you know unity and there's power in numbers right and i mean i'll give you my word this is live whoever's watching this is watching this and i'm sure i know the company is watching this uber eats i'm going to see you in a month um this needs to end this cannot continue it's not only hurting your existing couriers and last mile delivery drivers but it's completely unsafe for your own consumer when do you wake up when do you stop this is it possible to stop this i don't know but with your technology i think it's possible to eliminate a lot of these bad apples 
and if you're just not doing it to make a couple of bucks Uber Eats and waiting until somebody gets raped or killed by one of these people who are delivering illegally, then it's on you. Um, but I give you my word, Luis. I give you my promise that I will do anything I can to push this cause further into the media and, and talk about it and fix it. I mean, you know, we're just two people. So everybody watching here and everybody watching, you know, later on, you guys can do your share. If you're a delivery driver, pay attention to what Luis is saying. This is happening. Don't just put your head in the sand and say, oh, everything is fine. No, it's not. This isn't about me, 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 me. This is about the community. But, you know, I want you to say a couple of words in Spanish for our, we do have some Spanish speaking community here as well. So, you know, go ahead and close in a couple of minutes uh, in Spanish. Tomen una foto, tomen una foto, graben un video con mucha discreción y envíen el video a mi correo, al correo de Sergio, a Report to Spark y a los, a los, a los medios de comunicación posible. No enfrenten a esos drivers porque son peligrosos y no denuncien a, los, a la gerencia de Walmart porque van a perder su tiempo y su cuenta. Tengan mucho cuidado. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Luis. Um, look, um, I want to, obviously, we're going to work together. We, we talk quite a bit. Um, I, I am all in. I mean, you're all in. I can tell you're all in from what I know. And I'm all in. And let's let's just push. That's all we can do. And, you know, we're taking the lead in this. I'm hoping that a lot of people who watch this now or later as drivers or the leaders of their community spread this. You know, I mean, you can email me, Sergio at the rideshareguy.com. You can email Luis. We're going to put all his, actually, his um, info is in the show notes. Um, this is something that's very important that we need to tackle. And it happens to much less on the rideshare community. Uh, but this is something we need to really, really dig into and, and try to stop. Um, so, Luis, give me, I'll you. give you the last word, buddy. I mean, you can hang out, do whatever you want with us. But, uh, um, you know. Give us some advice. Give us some advice to our community and to your community as well. Um, what they should be looking out for a summary and what they can do. Well, you know your Walmart. You know your area. If you, you see something weird, record it. Record it. Record it. You have to convert yourself in a journalist. Don't confront the people. Record it and send them to the media, send them to the writer guy. And I know some people are good, but the small portion is dangerous. And please, I want to shake your shoulders right now and tell you this is dangerous. Take action. Send this to the media because the customer have to know. Thank you, guys. Thank you very much. Thank you, Luis. Uh, I'll be in touch. And uh, Luis has his own live streams. You know, he has his amazing YouTube channel. Please go visit it, Delivery TV. Um, he has. He's on all social media. In fact, he's going to... Did you say you're going to live stream from the protest tomorrow? Tomorrow. Yeah, the protest. We're going to be in the morning uh, with the live streaming all day. All day. <laughs> to see how things are going over there. <laughs> I'll be watching. I'll be watching. Right. So thank you, Luis. Much, you. much love. Stay healthy. Stay safe. Um, I'll uh, see you around. All right. Bye, guys. Thank you. All Bye, right. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. All right. So woo, hopefully that was uh, eye-opening for some people. Other people probably may have already known that or have seen that. 
Um, but yeah, big thing is always watch what's going on, pay attention. Uh, if things don't look right, uh, then make sure you are doing what you need to do. And of course, the biggest thing is stay safe, stay vigilant, and uh, protect yourself by any way you need to. So, yeah, uh, I mean, look, man, a lot of people don't touch this because it's not PC or whatever, but the point is not that. The point is, I know for a fact there are people who are handed DoorDash accounts who just came in from Venezuela or Ukraine or wherever they are. They're given a, you know, um, DoorDash account. They make them work for 12 hours. In 12 hours, you should be able to make 240 bucks, 20 bucks an hour, 200 bucks an hour. What these people do, these, these unscrupulous people, is they give them 50 bucks and keep the rest because the account is in their name. And what happens is that to somebody that just came from Venezuela or Ukraine, 50 bucks a day is more than what they made probably in a week or more. So to them, initially, it may sound great, but it's not. They're being abused. They're being exploited. And it's unsafe to the consumer at best. So companies, you guys, you guys can stop this. You have the photo ID. You have the AI. You have the verification process. This is happening. Wake up. And please, this needs to slow down, at least if not stop. So with that said, that's it. All right. Um, so where do you want to go from there? <laughs> to the next topic? Uh, yeah, next topic, buddy. All we'll right. So one, two, three, four, five, six, and then we go by. Yeah. All right. So uh, last week there was a big breakdown when it came to the 70-30 guarantee. What was going on there? This external expense, all of that great stuff. Um, a lot of confusion, a lot of questions, what was going on. Uh, so we're going to try to clear up some misunderstandings, some things that we were able to find out and a little bit more information. Uh, so let's get started on some breakdown right. of what it means and uh, definitions. Yeah, okay. So um, I got, I don't know how many hundreds, hundreds of screenshots on this, Chris. And my, my, my tough you know, brain says, my, my knucklehead or thick skull says, I got to look at everything. All right, <laughs> so first of all, Let's start with the definitions of these things, okay? Because we we did our sh you know show last week. We kind of it was just new. It was being released that day, and we were under embargo. We knew about it, but then I wrote about it on the on our uh, newsletter, and now we have this thing under our belt. Okay, I'm going to come clean on this. I am going to say exactly what I'm thinking. FYI, I had a meeting with Lyft about this because they did not like what I said on Business Insider. Okay, I called it. Top 85% subsidizing the bottom 15%. They did not like it. I explained myself to them. Maybe they'll understand. But I'm going to explain it to you guys, okay? First of all, please, I love you guys sending me all these screenshots. Do not, please do not. My honesty, my, my hard disk is filling up. Do not send me singular individual trip screenshots saying, oh, look at this. They took 75%. That is not the point of this, what Lyft is doing. Again, I'm not defending Lyft. Some people said, oh, so they're just working for Lyft or whatever. Like, whatever. Trolls are trolls. You have to look at this Sunday night when you finish driving. Period. First of all, that's my number one advice to you guys. Stop looking at it trip by trip by trip by trip. Okay? One. Two. Let's get to the definitions. Passenger payments. Pretty simple. Everything that the passenger paid, okay, which 
Um, the, the, I'm going to read the definition so you guys get it. The, the, amount, of pass, the amount of passengers paid, the aggregate, the total, uh, for the rides you gave from um, Sunday 4 a.m. to Sunday 4 a.m., okay, weekly, all right? This does not include pass-throughs such as cancellation fees or tips. Tips are not included in that top number. We're going to show more. We're going to break it down for you guys. Taxes and government fees, those are your city taxes, state taxes, and uh, airport fees. Like every time I take somebody to LAX or pick up, it's a $4 fee. So that's the taxes and government breakdown. FYI, if you want to read this on your own, people, next to each column or next to each line item, there is an I, like a letter I with a circle. That's this explanation. If you click on it, you will get to this explanation. Lift fee, the amount collected by Lyft to maintain the platform, invest in growing ridership, and make app improvements. Fine. If you earn a large amount of bonuses, in your, your earnings may exceed 100%. On the next set of screenshots, I'm going to explain to you guys how to, you can get that number up into the 100% plus level. And Lyft's earnings commitment. Okay? Here's the, here's the math. Lyft says that... Out of $1 of passenger fare, 24 cents on average nationwide. Now, there are, Chris, I had like 500 screenshots. They go, look at this. It was like 40% for external fees. I understand it's on that singular trip. Lyft is saying that 20 cents out of that dollar, Chris, goes towards external expenses on average. Okay. Now we're left with. What? 76 cents, people. Okay? Follow me here. From that remaining 76 cents, Lyft is saying that our break between the driver and Lyft at a minimum is going to be 70% for the driver, 30% for Lyft. It could be 80%. It could be 85%. It could be 110% depending on the bonuses. The 70-30 is a floor that if it does go below that floor, you will be made up, just like in this driver's case. Look at the right-hand screenshot. This driver's earnings were $63.30. Passenger payments after external expenses were $88.72. While his earnings only made up 63% of that number. Well, what did Lyft do? Lyft in green. You guys see that green on the right? This is a real screenshot. This is not received from Lyft. Um, $5.94 was credited to this driver to make it up to that 30%. My problem with this, Chris, is that Lyft's own blog said 15% or 15 out of 100 drivers consistently are earning below that 70-30 cut after external expenses. 85% of drivers are earning above this cut already. So my problem with this is that, as we all know how good these algorithms are, we have the floor at 70-30. How quickly are these algorithms are going to bring everybody to that floor? So 85% of majority is earning more than 70%. And 15% are earning below. I get it. That bottom 15%, who probably shouldn't even be on the platforms because they suck as a driver, they are being moved up. Yeah, they're, all that 15% is going to earn more. Now, is the money going to come from the top 85%? That's the way I'm looking at it, but Lyft did not like that. 
So let's go to the next screenshot. Here is the honest weeks of work for this driver and two of them actually side by side. As you guys can see the dates, one is from January 29th to February 4th. And the next one, the one in black is February 5th to February 11th, okay? Um, one other thing that Lyft has done, stopped by the way, Chris, is now they don't show you the online hours. They just show you the booked hours and book miles. I don't, I mean, you know, you know why they're doing that. Mm -hmm. um, and okay, uh, to me, it's not that kosher, but it is what it is. And I'm going to say this straight up on the left screenshot, $1,251.09 was the total fares, excluding tips. Now, remember the 24% I told you guys, right? If you look at this 20 on, and I was on average, but look at the estimated external fees they took away from this driver, $426. That's almost 40%. The next line item estimated lift fee is $76.80. This is what I discovered after I looked at hundreds of screenshots, Chris. It's almost like a shell game here that the house always wins. When the external fees are very high, Lyft's take rate is low. By the way, what is in the external fees, you guys are going to say? According to Lyft, 80% of external fees are commercial insurance, okay? When that line item is high, external uh, fees item is high, it seems like Lyft's take rate is low. Okay, then you add the tips, then you add the tolls and the adjustments. This driver earned $1,099.09. A lot of you said... Sergio, they're taking 60% if you look at their math. I'm like, okay, let's take that math. Out of $1,251, if you look at 426, that's close to 40% that they took, 37%, right? And whatever is remaining from that, the 70-30 cut comes into play. In this driver's case, he was not below the 70-30 cut. So that's why he earned his $1,099.09 gross. He grossed. And there were no adjustments necessary in his case. On the right-hand screenshot, this driver earned $1,481.07. That was his net after all these expenses. If you look at his breakdown, okay, 1866 was, um, you know, his gross. I mean, uh, passenger aggregate fares without tips. Estimated external fees. In this case now, if you guys see, that number is low. 229 is much less than the Lyft's average 24 cents per dollar. It's literally like 12% there. But then look what happens to the other column. When the external fees are low, the estimated lift fees high. When the external fees are high, the estimated lift fees are low. Lift. I know math as well as you guys do. Okay. There is these numbers shifting going on between these two columns. I get it. Everybody needs to make money. Now, if you if I look at this this driver's results, one day. By the way, I don't know why they don't put hours, Chris. They put one day and fifteen hours. I'm like, why can't you just put freaking forty hours there? You know what I'm saying? One day is twenty four plus fifteen, thirty nine, forty hours. This driver grossed uh, about thirty two dollars per active hour or booked hour, right? And if all these numbers are self-explanatory, lastly, what I'm going to say to you guys is this. This is the way I'm looking at this math. 24 cents of each dollar goes to external expenses. You're left with 76. 70% 70 of that 76 is 53 cents. 
or 53. You're left with 53. That's the bottom line cut. It could be 60, it could be 65. However, if the algos are going to lower this right to that 70-30 cut, 85% who are earning more are going to get hurt, and 15% who are earning less than that cut are going to improve. No ifs and buts. It's simple math. Because Lyft is not going to pay that out of their pocket. Lastly, 53 cents out of each dollar after external expenses. Yes, you all said, well, screw Lyft. Why am I paying for external expenses? And we agree. We, me and Chris, we agree on this one. If a passenger pays a dollar and you're making 53%, Lyft takes is considered 47%, right? But, you know, this is hocus pocus math that they do, which is fine. We get it. So the worst case is 53 cents you're going to make out of each dollar. We ran our surveys. 62% of you said Lyft earns between 50 and 75 cents. I mean, 75%. That's their take rate. Well, according to this, it's 53% for you, 47% for Lyft. So all the 62% were incorrect, according to that. However, all of you are saying that, oh, this is hocus pocus. I agree. What I'm saying is that you guys kind of knew or felt that the cut was 50-50. Now Lyft is straight up telling you guys it's 50-50. This is the math, and it comes down to 50-50. So I, I, I don't know what else to say about this. I mean, but please stop sending me individual screenshots of one trip that where Lyft took 70%. And I, I, I'm not liking this, but... You know, this company needs to go profitable, just like Uber did a couple of quarters ago. And that's what that's on their way. And I think this is going to do it. And when I called it the Robin Hood method to Lyft, Chris, they did not like it. Give it, take it from the rich, give it to the poor. I'm like, look, man, those 15% bottom feeders, I don't think they should be driving. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, the money is going to come from somewhere from those for those people. And uh, let me let me not say subsidize, but. Where's the money coming from? It's coming from the top 85%. Math is pretty simple to me. So you guys had about a week to live with this. Email me, Sergio at the Are you guys liking it? Are you guys not liking it? Are you feeling more secure that maximum lift is going to take 47 cents out of the dollar after external expenses? You guys let me know. There you go. Yep. I can't say it any better. So <laughs> what you said there I, is perfect. Um, but yeah, I think that the only thing I can say is, um, over time, we're actually going to see what happens. Um, and you and I both said that we're going to go out and really test this with our numbers to, to see where, you know, we were prior to where the, um, adjustment is. So if, is it bringing drivers to that 70% threshold, um, for that guarantee, which essentially would be about that 50, 50 split. Um, or is it going to kind of remain as is what's going on there? Um, so we're definitely going to look at it and numbers are going to be our friend when it comes to figuring out math. Uh, so that's, uh, what we're going to be looking at. And yeah, if you guys want to send your weekly, again, weekly, uh, breakdowns, uh, not, not as Sergio said, not individual trips, but weekly breakdowns, uh, then we can go ahead and go from there. Uh, and, you know, try to get a little bit more math and a little bit more numbers on everything. And then, you know, one, the other thing, too, is if you're also sending your weeklies, try to send your weeklies from the last several weeks uh, so we can see, again, prior to this change to now and what's going on there. Yeah, I mean, the other thing is, um, 
you know, now you're realizing what you were feeling. All the drivers were thinking or assuming that it was 50-50, 60-40, whatever. Well, now Lyft is saying straight up to our faces, it's 50-50, people. <laughs> Take it or leave it. At I a mean, minimum. Look, yeah, at the minimum. Uh, um, so the other thing, the other thing, the last thing about this is uh, I actually have a bunch of screenshots of people who fell short last week. And there is there is a little mathematical, uh, uh, you know what? I'm not going to call it a bad name. There, <laughs> math in percentage terms, right? Okay. What if you were like 6.2% short for the week, Chris? You know, there is something called rounding in math, right? Mm -hmm. Are they going to take that exactly six? Because on the other screenshot where there was an adjustment, there was a whole number there, right? What if you're yeah. at like 6.45%? Are they going to push that to 7% or are they going to roll it down to 6 Because that 0.5% may make a lot of money, may mean a you lot of money. That, you know that that half percent is going to roll down, right? I mean, I look at look I, at what I don't, doing. I, 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 well, honestly, I hope not. But so. I, will, I will tell I will tell you my proof on why I guarantee that would happen, and that well, that's is a lot of money going to yeah. But look at what happened in Washington and Seattle when they were talking showing their rates. Their rate was at a specific dollar amount, yeah. which was a dollar. I think at the time it was a dollar forty. What they were showing on the rate card was 139.75 so that's a quarter of a penny that they were taking out yeah and that's what um, fifty thousand dollars when, when our friend walter came back and said hey look what they're doing here how much of that they're actually adding when it comes to the drivers in washington so you know damn well that that those percentage points they're going to roll down so it's going to be in their favor and not anybody else's well i want to okay this is what i want to do with the community okay send them to me don't hesitate if you're short okay because we can exactly figure out what the percentages are see this is called lift this is called a calculator it's simple simple arithmetic lift it's not that difficult so i will calculate that to the decimal second decimal i'm not going to go three four decimals but at least to the second decimal and if somebody is at 6.2 percent and you go six that 0.2 percent could be five ten fifteen dollars times million drivers I'm watching Lyft. I'm not eating this. I'm already thinking ahead. So please send them to me. Your weeklies, please, please, begging. Do not send me individual trips, please. But you know, send me you the know what this kind of reminds me of? You know that movie Office Space? Yeah. <laughs> you know that? When, when they they go in, they're like, well, all these calculations on a quarter of a penny, and you know they're trying to update so everybody's backed up. It seems like that's what they're doing, essentially. That they're just taking that quarter of the percent and then they're going to round down into their favor, which is going to obviously skew the books into their favor, which all that extra money that should be going to drivers really isn't. So instead of, you know, being at the 60 percent on the mark, you know, you're hitting anywhere from like 59 point, yeah. you know, 3 percent and higher could be uh where it's at so yeah there there could be a little bit of finagling yeah, within I, I i i need to see those so if you guys are short especially if you're over don't send it to me because there's no adjustment you're at 75 80 percent. but if you're short and there's an adjustment being made like the screenshot that we showed to you guys i don't want this percentage game to work against the drivers okay and i will figure out to the second decimal and i will bombard them with goddamn emails and that is look we, this is already happening it's a shape i mean we're going to talk about this next week. This 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 upfront fair shenanigans. 
a lot of drivers are driving a lot of minutes, a lot of miles for nothing, for free, no adjustments, okay? And then some of times when they go like a quarter of a mile short and five minutes short, they're getting, the fare is getting cut by 25%. So that's a no-no lift. The other thing I can promise you, lift, this percentage thing, don't play the game. I mean, I'm already thinking ahead. I'm sure if I get 50 of these this week and somebody is going to be like 6.45% and you're going to go up oh, 6%, that 0.45% on somebody... You know, the, if the adjustment is $100, that's like four or five bucks. Why? Why, why, why? why are we rolling, playing this rolling game? Stay with the decimals. I'm watching. So please send me yeah. those. If you're short, please send them to me. Somebody just said, what, what's nine-tenths of a cent? Well, here's the thing. Nine-tenths of a cent over a million rides, that adds up. <laughs> I mean, that's you're talking about hundreds of thousands of dollars at that point. Um, so it, it adds up. Uh, yeah. And the amount of trips that they've done a, a day, uh, an hour, a quarter, that all adds up. So, yeah. yeah, it can be a lot of extra money that should be going to you. Yeah, it might not seem like it's a lot. It might seem like it, it could be a few dollars. But again, that's a few dollars that you should be getting. So if yeah. you add that those few dollars up, you know, what is that going to be? That's, you know, ho hopefully some extra bills, whatever it might be, not having to work, uh, you know, extra time or something like that. That's a lot. So, yeah, it could break down that way. Um, but yeah, I mean, don't, don't let fractions of a penny, uh, fool you. Cause you know, well, on, I mean, look, basis I, on one, yeah, it's nothing. But when you start multiplying it by hundreds, thousands, millions of drivers, more, billions, uh, now it's well, adding up. The other thing, the other thing is Chris is like, if somebody's at 6.75%, they roll up. Great. We give, they get more, but I want to know what happens. Uh, are we going to mess with this rolling? Look. With this guarantee, Chris, more math is created for the driver, okay? Especially mm. if they're under, right? Now we yep. got to chase our money. We were short. We messed up. We didn't drive properly. Strategy was not good. There were no bonuses, whatever. When we're under, now we have to make sure that we get the money as well, by the way, right? You know how we have mm. the glitches. Money doesn't show up. All this stuff happens. I mean, I think they just created more work, more math. But, you know, we figure out the math lift. Just don't, don't be concerned about that. So if you're over or under, please, you know, whatever you guys want, send me, you know, send me the, um, you know, the screenshots. I'll just compile them and ship it out. I go, this is bullshit. Don't guys do that. <laughs> We're on top of that. You know, I mean, Inspector Clouseau, I'm like, I'm tired of it, but it is what it is. So anyway, so that's that. So it's 50-50 people, 53-47, but let's call it 50-50, okay? That's where we are. And, um, yeah, so... That's talking about that. Don't worry. We're going to keep keep up on it and figure it out. If, if we see anything that's, you know, more shady or, or, you know, working in driver's favors, we'll update you, let you know, just make sure you stay tuned. Um, but let's move on. Let's talk about one of the things that Lyft is actually doing that I think is a good thing. And they're talking yeah. about driver expenses now. So yeah, this is are. something that uh, these companies have not spoken about, have not talked about. And, you know, they talk about their external fees uh, what about dr uh, driver's free fees yeah. and what it costs to be a driver and things like that? So, um, yeah, they're starting to come clean. They're starting to acknowledge it. And uh, there's actually a link that is in the description. So if you want to check that out after the stream, it's going to take you to where the screenshots are coming from. Uh, yeah. And you can read through it as well. Yeah, so, I mean, this is on the Lyft blog. You guys can go put this headline in or even on Google search or Siri or whatever understanding driver earnings a lot of work went into this even they were even talking about this during the earnings call but i had to jump here 
you know, Ernie, Ernie's call was not over yet. They put a lot of work into this. And I, David Risher and the team, I do respect this and I appreciate this. Um, are you listening, Uber? It's time you guys do some shit like this instead of coming and saying, oh, drivers earning 33%, $33 per active hour on the Uber platform. Hey, Dara, uh, you know, $33 per active hour with a 50% utilization rate is $16.50, sir, before expenses. And as oversaturated as the markets are, who is driving for the whole 60 minutes nonstop? Okay, let's not do the hocus pocus. Do something like this, Uber. This is awesome. And you guys should go look at this. They use a lot of AAA data, data. The one thing that I disagree with, Lyft, on this one, one thing there was in there, that they only paid attention, Chris, to variable expenses, and they call it something different in their blog, right? Uh, but at least Lyft is acknowledging that drivers also do have expenses. And Lyft is saying the same thing, $32 per booked hour. In, that's in Lyft lingo. They said after those, they figured that the expenses of a driver are close to $7 to $8 per hour. But they did not figure in the fixed costs. You know the fixed costs, Chris, that we have, like a car note, car payment, mm -hmm. insurance payment, right? They only took the variable side of the cost and put it in this report. Assuming that we are turning our cars into cash machines and all our cars are paid off. Lyft, that's not so. A lot of us had notes specifically to do Lyft Lux. We went and bought Teslas and, you know, without control, what happened to those? All those people have seven, $800 notes. They were going to do Lyft Lux, right? So Lyft, all I'm asking you now is go adjust that. But I understand the other thing this report did not include, Chris, which... I caught at the end was that Lyft Express is not included in this. Well, we know Lyft Express are all the renters and renters get paid automatically 25% less in fares. So there were some holes, but that wasn't the point. I did appreciate this because first time a rideshare company did a white paper like this and acknowledged that drivers also have costs, Uber. So. This, you guys should go read, it's really, really extensive. It even has tables on your expense levels, what you should expect according to AAA, what, what it should be. So if we go to the next screenshot. And this is all in here. So um, in Lyft's language, variable expenses, we've talked about this cost per mile. Remember, people, you need to figure out your cost per mile. Fixed costs, variable costs. In Lyft's world, those are called marginal categories marginal categories according to lyft is fuel obviously because it's variable it changes maintenance and repair mileage depreciation extra cleaning and supplies lyft much appreciated that the first time a rideshare company exec or group is behind this trying to educate the driver that there are expenses that they don't count for because all they do a lot of drivers chris put gas in the car and go they think that is the only expense. Well, I do appreciate this. So next screenshot. There were some holes in it. I'm not going to lie. And this is all this information in there. They put in on the right-hand screenshots, you guys will see. It says what, what type of car you drive and what, do you, what should you expect your earnings to be. 
per mile, per hour. All of this is in there. Amazing, amazing amount of data, amazing amount of work. Again, Lyft, I do appreciate this. I am, cannot stress this enough. We can't go through everything. It's a long-ass report, but I am telling you people, please go to the Lyft blog. It's on their blog. They created this for driver education, and it's worthwhile. And go see where you belong. According to Lyft, marginal cost per mile should be right about 31 cents. That's one part I don't agree with because that's the only thing they looked at. And it said, they said median cost per engaged hour is $7.02. So when they tell you $32 per active hour or engaged hour, take that seven, we're down to 25. What if I have a car note? What insurance? None of that is factored in here. So you guys have to factor these out, but they at least started this conversation, which I'm willing to help these people out, okay? I do understand why they didn't put the car notes and insurance because everybody's is different. What if you don't have a car note? What if you're driving a paid off car? You know, I get their point, but at least they're admitting, even in Harry's interview, David Richard admitted that drivers do have costs. Uber, you're listening? So don't go out there blurting, oh, everybody's making 33 per active hour. Everybody's happy. No, not fact. Thank you, Lyft, doing this. Let's go to the next one. And here's more info. And this, this paragraph, I think, or this segment was for me um, really, really valuable. Different needs, different drivers, experiences. And, and at the end of the day, and this is the last paragraph, at the end of the day, a lot goes into how much a driver earns, many factors, like the cost to maintain different cars or the decision to drive at different times of the day. They're all telling you guys this, admitting it, saying that when you drive makes a difference in that 32 per active hour or booked hour, what days you drive, what shift you drive, what kind of car you drive. And this is what we've been saying for months, at least a year now on Show Me The Money. And I do respect that they're putting it in black and white. And it says, like the cost to maintain different cars or decision to drive what times of the day are within the driver's control. That is correct. Uh, that's why we are so committed to continually introducing app improvements that expand driver choice and maximize their time on the road. For example, our industry leading stay within area filter, all that good stuff. All I'm saying is this is wonderful start. This could be improved upon. And I will work with Lyft to improve this because this is the first of its kind driver education that I've seen from any platform. DoorDash, Grubhub. Why don't you guys do this? Do this. All of you. Learn from Lyft and do this. So much appreciated. Yeah. I like it. Please go. The one thing I the one thing I do like about this though, too, is for the people who have not figured out their cost per mile. Um, you know, this is something where you can look at it. That little chart that was there, it kind of breaks down. Um, by the type of vehicle that you drive. So you saw, you know, midsize SUV, you know, sedan, midsize compact, like all those different ones. It kind of gives you at least a little bit of a baseline so you can figure out your costs associated with driving when it comes to a per mile basis. And that way, you know, that at least you can help figure out if that ride is going to be profitable for you or not. You still do have to take it a little bit further coming to what your total expenses are, including your fixed and uh, go from there. So then that way you know what it is when you're driving and then whether that ride that's coming in, is that profitable for you or not? Should you accept it or not? And that's gonna give you a lot better knowledge so you know how much you're actually gonna be making. So those types of things 
are good to know. And, you know, they did some of the legwork there. You could use those numbers and have a little bit more accurate uh, representation than trying to use the IRS deductible, because let's be real, the IRS deductible is not what your costs are yeah. when it's running your vehicle. Um, you want to know what you're going to be a lot more specifically because it's going to give you a better uh, profit loss analysis when you're trying to do that. Uh, and I know most people are not going to do that, but it's something that if you're going to want to make a profit and you want to continue making profit, uh, you're going to have to do something like that. All business yeah. owners do something like that already. Um, it's just something that you have to get used to when you're driving. And I driving agree. south, thank you. And I, you know, I agree. If you have commercial insurance, there should not you should not have to fall under TNC's uh, commercial I, insurance. I agree. Yeah, you should take all the booking fee that the customer is paying. So, um, I mean, actually, I'm talking about Uber about this. You know, I may even do a test about this, but you know, it's very pre preliminary, so I don't want to say much. Um, people who are paying already commercial insurance they should collect all that booking fee that the customer is paying because according to Uber, all the booking fee is commercial insurance. Yep. Um, yeah. So I, 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 we're working on this. It's like it taking, taking forever. They're moving at snail's pace. These companies, bro, I'm telling you, that's just so frustrating to me because to me, it's like so evident. If somebody has commercial insurance doing black or whatever in their city, why am I double, double dipping on me? I mean, you know, the external fee, especially, you know, that's all commercial insurance. Why are you double dipping? Give me the money that the customer is paying. So, uh, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah I, I completely agree with you on that. Um, so hopefully, hopefully there will be some sort of change where, you know, you can opt in if you have your commercial insurance or if you want to get commercial insurance, you can opt in. And then that way you're going to get a majority of the fare and your commercial insurance is uh, null and void when it comes to it. Um, or I mean, theirs would be null and void compared to yours uh, where you don't have to worry about it. So those types of things would be great to have. So let's see what happens. Yep. Yeah, I mean, uh, we're going to try to stop it. I'm telling you, we're, I have so many pens on the fire, it's not even funny. But, you know, the other thing, I mean, with this commercial insurance, external expenses, okay, which is 80% commercial insurance. I mean, if you're a full-time driver, if you're a full-time driver, you're doing 200 trips, I bet you you can get your commercial insurance, get off the lift titties, you know what I mean? And uh, probably end up making more money. <laughs> it's like, hey, you know. They should give the people I mean, the choice. There's definitely a um, a point of return where it's going to be a better ROI if you have, you know, the more you're driving uh, and having your own commercial insurance, it's definitely going to add up. It's just that there's a certain point. You got to find out where your point is and then there. go from that. Look at that. My commercial insurance three progressive in Texas. My one-year price is six GZ or that's 500 bucks. If you're a full-time driver, you're doing 150 trips. They're charging minimum three bucks. On Uber does anyway on each you know commercial insurance on each trip short or minimum fares that's like four hundred and fifty bucks times four is save sixteen hundred he's paying like five hundred bucks or she's paying five hundred bucks you're gonna make an extra thousand I, I you know Uber has to start thinking about that maybe allow people to opt in and to buy their own commercial insurance yeah um, and, or a part timer it may not make sense you know yeah if they're complaining about you know this commercial insurance well why not let the drivers offset exactly. their own and figure out their own costs why why have double double the cost exactly. um, for, for the same ride so it doesn't make any sense but yeah we're, we're definitely i mean it, we're, we're all options on the table trying to figure it out so uh yeah we can figure out what's going on and go from there um yeah all right yep well that's it all next right. one let's talk about tip shaving <laughs> 
Uh, it's bad. I, I got an email like right before this. They're sending. <laughs> okay. Oh, what I sent you before. We can't talk about it. No. But we uh, can talk about this. Uh, okay. So. Uh... <laughs> Uber shaving tip again. Look out. Yep. Look out. Of course, look out. Um, this I get a lot. And you go, Sergio, as from a viewer, Sergio, I've attached a few screenshots this morning. Uber sent me a reservation for $52.89. Of course, I gladly accepted this trip. This is an X trip, Uber X. The rider tipped me $15.83. The total trip should have been $68.82. Well, look at this, Chris. How Good convenient. Math. Good math, but, but it didn't happen, did it? No, it didn't. He got $56.67, so $12.15 was short. He goes hmm. like, okay, instead of me receiving 50, instead, instead I receive 56.67. I'm not genius. Yes, you are to accept that trip. That was like great trip. 21 and um, a half miles, 32 minutes. For uh, I mean, uh, all day long, right? I'm not yeah. a genius, but it, the math up seems like I'm about $12.15 short on this one. Hmm. They said 12.15 was the service fee. Look at the right hand screenshot, people. Hmm. What does that service fee say, Chris? Well, 15. How I ironic. Identical. Huh. <laughs> huh. <laughs> Are you people so, running into this? Huh? Huh? Come on. <laughs> Send them to me, please. I'm telling you, bro. I I swear to God. And and when they do this, right? As, as a company, if you're saying that you don't know this is happening, but I know it's happening, there is something very wrong with that picture, <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, so basically they're like, oh, uh, you got $15, you got almost $16 tip. Well, we're going to take 75% uh, of that. Thank you. How the F? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, to which I politely informed the representative and this poor driver called um, Uber's black hole support, uh, to which I politely informed the representative that service fees should come out before upfront offer is sent to the driver. Absolutely, sir. Yep. Um, after, oh, here you go. After 75 minutes <laughs> on oh, the phone, God. as opposed to driving and making more money, and a couple of hours of messages, they made an exception. And gave me the twelve dollars and fifteen cents exactly, not more, not less, but the twelve fifteen that they zoop, they jibbed. Uber. I'm sorry. What like seventy five minutes of engaged time? That's seventy five minutes of engaged time. That I should have gotten thirty two dollars. And what's what's uh, what's twenty five percent of thirty two? Six bucks. So I should have yeah. gotten I should have gotten an extra thirty eight dollars because I was stuck on the phone for them to That's say, cool. oh. We fucked up and we pay you back. Well, you know, we, we have watched that video that we're not supposed to watch. And you know how you know how they do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so this driver at least chased the money. This is one guy that's smart enough, figured it out. It goes like, you know what? I want my money. You're right. Uh, Eric, and it, is, it. it is W and an L at the same time. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, I know. But look, at least he got his money back after yep. 75 minutes now but for each smart viewer of show me the money like this who takes screenshots of everything which all of you know already 
and 10,000 will be watching later. If he didn't, Chris, would he catch this? And how many drivers were not quick enough to figure, wait a minute, my front were 56, you know, the, the person tipped me 15, 16, it should be like 67 or whatever, 52, about 60, 70 bucks. I got only 56, 67, what's up? A lot of drivers probably go like, I'm happy with 56, or maybe something happened. However, <laughs> um, well, I going think, into too much detail. Uber says it was a glitch. It was a bug. Bug. That's their word, not mine. Cough? Bug. <laughs> I have a bug. Was it a stomach bug? I don't know. It's a tip shaving it's, bug. Uh, I'm going to eat your tip bug. This is happening <laughs> quite a bit. Well, here is so. Here's yeah, the thing. I, 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 think I look we, like I think a, we dumb, need a quick refresher for, for our drivers in the audience that are watching, especially a lot of the new drivers that are watching. Um, what Sergio, are the screenshots that we should be screenshotting on every single ride that we're taking? Incoming ping. Incoming yep. ping for sure. Incoming ping. Once you accept the trip and you finish the trip, the summary of the those you have on your app already. But even if you do not accept a trip, you need to take a screenshot of all trips. I know it's difficult. I do it. On my phone, it's quite easy. It's just like a swipe, hand gesture. It takes it. But please, just practice it. You got to take the pink screenshot. Because on the pink screenshot is where all the shenanigans are going to happen. They're going to present you an upfront fare. Okay? And when the trip ends, and if that changes, you're going to go, well, I have no proof that they are. I remember it was 50 bucks. But then I have no proof. You got to take a screenshot of the ping. The rest is easy. When the trip ends, it's on your phone anyway. You can take a screenshot of that anytime. But you got to do math now because this driver was smart and he got his money back. And Uber says it was a bug. They're fixing it. It was on reservations only. I'm like, how many millions of reservations are going on? I'm not even sure. How is it that all these things are happening? And why are they happening to a technology company? I don't know. Okay. I don't know. There, there's definitely a lot of bugs that are going on when they're a tech company and not a transportation company. That's what they got to do. Take screenshots of everything. Otherwise, when you go to but Black Sergio, support... Sergio, remind me, what does a TNC stand for again? Huh? Transport. What is the oh, you have something else for it? Okay. Well, I'm going to say the actuality, the transport, transport network company. Yeah. They want to be the. They want to be the technology network but the problem is, but but the problem is you know Actually they're like we're not, we're not a, we're not a transportation company we're a technology company but the problem is the laws all across the states say tnc and it says transportation network company and they assume that position so they're they're already saying yes we're, we're a transportation company so Ta but they're taxi network company uh taxi cab with an app okay look let's not go into tuber i mean look uber what? says they're fixing it Please send me these if you have these on any trip. Forget about uh, reserved, UberX, whatever, bro. If you see your tips gone, please send them to me. Because that's illegal. Yep. Seriously, totally goddamn illegal. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> yep. So, well, yeah. keep us informed. Uh, they said that they are going to fix that, which is a good thing. It shouldn't happen in the first place, but. Uh, um, you know, unfortunately, some bug comes and takes it. So well, we had we'll we see. had this we had this on prior trips before. We had this on Uber Black trips. 
who are getting the tip shaved. I mean, we had this so many times, Uber. I mean, you almost like looking for these things. Just come on, man. You know. I don't you know, I, negative, I think bro. they have like a, a list. I think they have an, like a spreadsheet that they just say, okay, what what bug can we put in today? Let's let's like do it every so often, and then that way the money that that's not collected, let's just claim that for a little bit. We'll get the percentage off that, and then we'll give it back. Yeah, I guess. I mean, when you when you're talking again, fractions of a penny do that billions of times. You know, it adds up. So business. That's the business they're running. Anyway, so yep. uh, we're on top of it. Don't worry, people. We'll find. We're, we'll, <laughs> with your help, we'll catch him. We'll send it. I'm told it's fixed. I'm told everybody's going to be made whole, just like this next story. <laughs> Good segue yep. on this one. So, <laughs> which is the Uber Pro Cash Rewards? It's a good story. <laughs> This is a good story. So Uber, now nah, get ready to get uh, flattered on this one. Okay. So first of all, um, I got a bunch of emails. This is from my own app. It says, Sergio, you're not going to, the Uber Pro Cash Rewards has been uh, uh, suspended. But it will be back on May 1, 2024. Uh, a lot of people said, oh, I was just going for Uber Pro, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, look, we'll just suspend it for a quarter. I get it. However, all the points you accrued until the suspension date will automatically kick in on 5-1. So make sure you take a screenshot of the points you already accrued. Okay? In this period from February 1 to whenever they suspended it, I think to the 10th. Um, okay. So um, there were a lot of emails that I received. That Sergio, I did my Uber Pro, um, you know, reward. Um, deal and i'm not getting my money we talked about this a year ago nobody listened obviously and a lot of you went and did it a second time on the fine print as chris says all the time read the fine print some of you you did not and some of you went fell for it and did it the second time and of course you went to black hole support and they said well sir this is only a one-time deal and you sent it to me, and I'm going like, well, I don't even know how to fight this because Uber's just going to say this was a one-time deal. You shouldn't have done it. But my point was, if you're a tech company and you're following a lot of these things so closely, even if it was a one-time thing, why did you keep tempting these people, sending him the nudges, you know, oh, do it again, do it again, get another 300, get another 500. And look, some people don't read the fine print, and they did it. Now they're in a black hole. However, on the positive side, you know who you are. Much love. Um, without you, this would not happen. I know you know who you are at Uber. About uh, two weeks or maybe three later, after going back and forth, now Uber is not known to put out millions in cash out there because Serge said something. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not under any false pretense that, that that's what happened. However, they do listen. They pay attention. I'm sure they took this to their legal. Their legal said, well, you dumb shits. You shouldn't have sent the second time after the people completed the first time. It's going to be like false advertising. We're going to get sued. It's going to cost us this much money. Ah, screw it. Let's just pay everybody. Guess what? I announced it last Tuesday. And right after that, emails started coming into me. Sergio, I got paid. Sergio, I got paid. Hey, man, we do good work. Uber, thank you. 
You didn't have to pay. I get it. But for one reason or another, you listened and you paid. And I got so many wonderful emails saying that, Serge, I was going to pay my rent. I appreciate it. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, look, man, we do things. We do things. We do a lot of good things. We listen. We forward. We communicate with the company. And on this one, again, you know who you are. Much respect. Thank you so much. I know you made it happen. And according to them, it was a big number, Chris. I I would assume so. With three million drivers, how many got diamond and how many did it the second time? It probably wasn't to the millions. And they did pay the second time. So, see, it is. we're trying to stay positive. It is not all bad at Uberland. They do some good stuff once in a while. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Moral and they paid everybody. And here are some examples of the emails. Yeah, but the moral of the story is they shouldn't have put it on the apps of the drivers who already had it to begin with. They definitely shouldn't have. Yeah. So these are some of the emails I got. <laughs> that, you know, once once they started getting paid. Um, and, um, you know, uh, I appreciate it. You know, uh, I'm doing my best here. Stuck between a hard place and a rock, meaning um, between the companies and the community. They are listening. They're doing their best. I'm trying to do my best. Obviously, drivers are doing their best. There was one email there that um, uh, that said, Sergio, my rent was short. This 300 bucks came in handy, and thank you. I'm going to pay my rent. So those are the good feel. I feel good when I accomplish some shit like this. So, um, you know, there you go. And uh, thank you. You know who you are. Much love, much respect. And um there you go that was the one uh from jason thank you i had not faith in uber i'm gonna uh i'm gonna pay my rent today thank you thank you you know these are the things that make me feel good and these are the things that i enjoy doing um like we did with the prop 22 thing like we did with a bunch of other things these hocus pocus things that they do and they go oh we got caught we gotta pay and they didn't have to but they did much appreciated. Thank you. Positive story. Oh, yeah. And All right. Boba, so says, Boba says, Sergio drank the Kool-Aid. If you say one more of those, buddy, I'm going to jettison you to YouTube heaven. And <laughs> you're about there. Now, I don't know where the hell you're coming from, uh, but I have a quick trigger finger. I usually don't uh, send people to YouTube heaven, but I got the powers. <laughs> I'm enjoying it, doing it. So you may be the first one. Um, we don't drink Kool-Aid here. We what we do is we do shit for people to get millions, and if you don't like it, you don't have to be here. I mean, there are many other channels you can visit. Um, so there you go. Yep. All right. Well, you know, last week uh, Uber had their earnings. This week, or actually, you know, just a little bit ago, Lyft had their earnings, which was yeah. going on as we were beginning this. So um, we weren't able to really talk about Lyfts, but the uh, Uber, Uber's got some interesting uh, uh, earnings reports, which has kind of helped them and their stock. I mean, uh, you know, they did well, man. You know, here, I took like a whole page of notes. I'm just not going to go deep because I want you to read that thing that I just sent you today. You got that up there, right? Yep. Uh, okay, cool. So Uber is doing great. 30% um, more, more drivers on the system. Uh, they're driving 10% more because to make the same amount of money. They're making a billion dollars in advertising now. Um, great. Okay, awesome. Stock is a $70. It's $150 billion company. 
power of the platform is kicking in 20 million uber one members up 30 percent uh I, I the the monthly active users went up to 150 million chris and Ooh. the two the trips that were at 2.4 billion last quarter up eight percent to 2.6 billion uber is doing 1.1 million trips per hour each day 24 7 365 uh, ETAs are down to five minutes or less. That proves oversaturation, that there are cars at every corner. Surge is almost non-existent. These are all their words. I take notes because I have other shit that I do with this. Um, <laughs> um, the promotions are down. Their costs obviously are going down because, you know, promotions are not necessary when there's millions and millions of people are driving. Um, their CFO said that they are going to go more in-house now on commercial insurance. So that could be another profit center. Their risk teams are going to look at individual drivers' profiles. And whoever fits, Uber is going to insure those people in-house as opposed to going to third party. Um, companies kicking on all cylinders, you know. Um, their grocery part is doing well. Uber Eats is doing well. I'm not going to bore you guys with more details on this. Um, Obviously, uh, drivers are making it happen, uh, except that um, all the numbers are there. So you guys can go look at the earnings report. I know this is not too interesting to you guys. It's interesting to me. Uh, but I was listening to the conference call, Chris. Uh, you know you know how we do our tests that we're due to one. When you go to Chicago, you're going to do it. I'm going to do one at Curvy mm -hmm. this year again. Yep. Um, what are those tests called? What, what do we prove? <laughs> Algorithmic wage discrimination. Yeah, uh, that's the kind of thing. Yeah, um, and <laughs> shaving, EV shaving, uh, all that, all that good shaving, stuff. Uh, all that good stuff. Anyway, so um, I was listening. You know, usual awesome conference call. Dara's running smooth as silk. You know, I was just like dozing off, right? And then he said something right at the end, like on the forty-fourth minute mark. Guess what? One analyst at the end asked, how's that upfront pricing thing going for you guys? <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, somebody with balls or somebody with driver question is coming up because they all were like softballing in. They're like, oh, you guys are doing great. You turned the company around. You're making billion dollar free cash flow per quarter, blah, 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 blah. Kumbaya, kumbaya. And then this analyst asked that question, Chris. And then Dara said something that I think it was a Freudian slip. <laughs> and here it is, people. You guys should go listen to this. This is this is this was like I took a victory lap after that. I was like, yep, yep, we've been saying this for a year. So, and there it is. This is what Dara said. My eyes are not good enough to read that, but I know Chris's are. All right, and don't worry. This is so. word for word, quote for quote. Does not add it or subtract it. Listen to this chat. Please listen to this. All right, so here's his verbatim comments from the earning call transcript. What we can now do better is actually targeting of different trips to different drivers based on their preferences or based on behavioral patterns that they're showing us. Huh? That really is our focus going forward. Offering the right trip at the right price to the right driver, which is a win-win-win, wrong. Uh, the rider wait time is lower. Drivers are seeing the trips that they want at the right price, and the right network gets more and more efficient. And I would also say 
that the nature of upfront fares, you've gone from just flat time and distance to now kind of point estimates for every single trip based on the driver. It accrues to players who have done the kind of data skills and the amount of data that we have. We have more of these point estimates. We make more of those point estimates than anyone else. We're making these point estimates both in mobility and delivery. We're doing it globally. So all things being equal, our AI algorithms are going to be able to learn more and are going to be able to do or be more accurate than anyone else's, which is an advantage that over a period of time is absolutely going to occur to us. Huh. How about that? Behavioral patterns, preferences, the right trip at the right price at the right time. Well, so you know what that means. We're going to be testing the shit out of this, right? Well, we're already saying that upfront fares are great. We're just feeding the driver the right price at the right time according to their behavior patterns. Yeah, so all you, happy discrimination. all you happy little ants out there, when, you, when your fares start going down and down and down and down, and the ones who are saying, no, we're not taking this ride, and their, their pay is going up and up and up, well, who knows? Maybe that, that's the change that drivers need? I don't know. Or maybe everybody well, just says, or everybody agrees, know your worth and don't take shit rides. Yeah. Well, but besides that, though, he kind of admitted there that, uh, mm -hmm. not kind of, I mean, that's the first sentence was clear as day to me. That woke me up at the end. And then I texted, actually, I sent it to Len, who wrote the article a couple of months ago. And he goes, yeah, yeah, he admitted it. I caught it, too. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> and he was like, he was like, um, he admitted it at the right price, at the right time. So I right appreciate price. that. The U.S. Um, market, Uber and Lyft combined do 18 million rides a day. If they mm -hmm. only took $1 from each ride, they would make $18 million a day. So why do they take so much? Can someone please explain? Uh, yeah, I can explain that to you. First of all, your numbers are too low. Uber does um, 24 and a half million trips per day. That includes um, eats and deliveries. Okay. Um, and Lyft does 2 million rideshare trips a day because Lyft doesn't have. So combined, that's 26 million trips a day just um, in between those two. Um, but if you took Uber's half business, actually 53% of Uber's business is in mobility, which is rideshare, and 47% is everything else. So if Uber did 2.6 um, uh, billion trips, half and half, 1.3 billion, let's say that, let's answer your question, 20 million trips a day between the two of them. Um, the reason is that the running business in creating a platform, one has 33,000 employees, one has 4,000 employees. Those employees need to get paid. You know what the CEOs make. You know what the C-suite makes. You know the legal bills. They get sued right and left. Running a platform is not as easy as everybody thinks it is. I get a lot of questions. You go, Serge, why don't we do our own ride share? I go, yeah, you have a couple of billion dollars laying around. We can do that. The problem with that, calculation is 20 million dollars is chump change um it's not even money to these people however since upfront fares what you say is correct sir because since upfront fares uber has gone from 22 dollars a share to 70 dollars a share because of your diagnosis of we'll just shave 50 cents here and a dollar here 
algorithmic machine learning. We're going to feed every driver what they're willing to accept. We know our alert thresholds. We're going to feed every passenger what they're willing to pay. And that dollar you talk about doesn't have to be a dollar. It's probably 50 cents, 25 cents. But when you're doing so many trips, that all goes to the bottom line. And that's why the stock has tripled. Uh, lift earnings, nothing much. Uh, stock was up 20%. We'll talk about that a little bit next week. But algorithmic wage discrimination came out of Dara's mouth. There you go. So, ugh, it might be interesting, but uh, yes, that is something that we talked about right when Upfront Fair started coming, and uh, you know when we started testing it because we're like, well, wh what's it going to look like? So this is something that we've been kind of um, predicting and thinking about for the last year and a half, essentially at this point now, um, and it's unfortunate if it does happen. So. Um, this is something, again, that we are going to keep up on and pay attention to. And definitely stay tuned because we will continue exposing all of the wage discrimination out there anytime we see it. So, um, yeah, just uh, it's an unfortunate thing. So hopefully, um, again, you say, no, I'm not going to accept this crappy ride. Uh, I don't need to take this and a better one will be coming. And hopefully then you train your own AI algorithm. Uh, to say, hey, um, this person's not going to accept this anymore. So that's that one right there. That's my AI algorithm right there. Reject garbage, <laughs> decline garbage. Uh, yep. Anyway, so uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I agree with that. They know that very well. They they have the data. They know what the customer is going to pay without jumping to lift, and they know on each driver what they're going to receive. So uh, yeah, and that's all they have to do so yep all right so let's change up gears a little bit uh we started the show with uh talking about more delivery than rideshare with uh Luis coming on talking about the fake accounts a little bit of spark but we're gonna go back to doordash right now what's going on with doordash and you might be delivering for free well i mean you are this this is, came to from a viewer uh look at the right hand screenshot people i do doordash uber eats as well do you guys see where it says <laughs> This is a double stack, meaning two orders, okay? Two orders, two pickups, two drop-offs. Chris, base pay $2 for two orders. That's insane. Two, two single dollar bills for two orders to be picked up, dropped off, profitably, hopefully. Not. Yeah, right. There is an $8 Not tip in there, right? So, and do you know where the pickup is? Okay, but the point I'm trying to make is that what DoorDash and Uber Eats are doing is that they're good at batching these orders, right? So when I do get batched an order, I make sure that like this one, on the first one, there's a juicy tip because base fare is shit on delivery anyway. But on this one, the one order had a $2 base pay and $8 tip, so they made it to 10 Look at Jet's Pizza delivery. What is the base fare on that? That's a separate order. Zero. We're delivering for zero now, DoorDash. Nice to meet you. Not going to happen. Not in my book anyway. <clears throat> Here I have captured below a screenshot from a delivery driver in Ohio. Video showing the offer for two orders in a stacked offer of two separate pickups and two separate drop-offs. The base pay is $2. Look at these all these twos. Two, two, two. And one customer paid eight in tips. The second customer paid nothing in tips. And to top it off, DoorDash paid nothing additional to fatten the base pay 
And then when legislation comes, DoorDash, you, you yell and scream that the fares prices are going up. Well, you obviously the fares are not going up or the customer prices are not going up because you're paying anything base fare. You paid two bucks, two, for two orders. I'm not even sure why this driver took that. Note that DoorDash minimum base pay is $2 per pickup. DoorDash was slightly now changed the verbiage to two base pay offer, which can mean the driver make it pick up from two or more restaurants for two or more customers for a whopping $2. And when New York legislation comes down and the, now the, the couriers are getting paid, Seattle comes down and now the couriers getting paid what they deserve to get paid because you guys are not sharing the wealth from what the customer is paying, but jacking up the customer consumer's fares over the last, I don't know, by 50, 70% last three years. And you do this, but then we go to the legislator and say, by the way, this is what's happening. And the legislator goes, that's bullshit. That shouldn't be happening. Then you go cry. Well, why do you do this? You know what, DoorDash, what you do? The consumer is not supposed to subsidize what you're not paying for a fair wage for fair work. Why is the consumer supposed to subsidize with tips what you should be paying in base fare, DoorDash? I do, DoorDash. I will never take this order, but obviously this person did. Also note the pickup restaurants are different. Of course they are. Two pickups. Imagine this. Two pickups, two drop-offs. For 10 bucks. And one order was done for zero. Zero. Zip. So um, this is the playbook, Chris. I mean, seriously, like one is coming up. Um, in fact, uh, Senator Priola, hello. I'm going to talk to you on Friday. I'm going to interview him on Friday. Uh, the transparency bill, I think, is important. This needs to be known by the consumer because consumer is paying like 25 bucks to get a burrito. They're thinking, oh, I don't have the tip. Driver is probably making good money. No, driver is making two bucks, two lousy dollars. Screw this shit. Anyway, so I just want to throw you in there. We don't do too much delivery stuff, but that's what's happening. So, um, yeah, decline garbage. That's garbage right there. Mm hmm. 100%. Zero, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's that's when I was looking through that, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. That's insane, especially Zero. going to two different places. Yeah. having to take two different orders to two different yeah. places on top of it it, yeah. it doesn't make any sense like and how, 80 how does of it is tip. 80 percent of that order is tip yep right? and i can right? only there imagine no you know what i want to know i can only imagine what the passenger or i'm sorry what the what the customer actually paid for both those orders how much Service did fee, delivery fee uh you know uh, the rush fee up. all this fee that fee you look good fee oh, man, i'm like bro no that's no, why no. i will never Use DoorDash, Uber Eats, or any of that. Meals I don't. On I just pick up my food. I pick up my food. Yeah, Meals on Wheels, really. Um, I mean, you know, it, it pisses me off. Like, they, yeah. they send me emails all the time. Hey, come back. We'll give you 40% off your meal. And yeah. I, I I love doing this because I will actually, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, I know what I get from Wendy's. It's the same thing all the time. Or maybe I'll go to a different place. I, and I know what I'm getting. I know what the cost is. So I plug it into the app. And even using the code, the 40%, it's still more money than if I would just go pick it up. So where's yeah, the 40% coming from? Like, it's yeah. not. Because then then on top, I mean, not only on that, that's just the base fee. That's, I mean, that's just the base. That doesn't include the tip that I have to give to the driver. So uh, it's uh, how am I saving any money by, by coming back to you with a 40%? Because it's not. It, it costs me more money 
to use the service with some 40% off, yeah, please. Okay, the only way that order is doable in my planet, on my planet, is going to be those two, the pizza joint and the other restaurant I'm picking up, are absolutely next to each other. So walking from one to the next, pick it up. And that where I'm dropping off, the two houses are only maybe two, two and a half miles away, three miles away, and they are neighbors. <laughs> Otherwise, that is a no-go. It's not happening. No, not even that. Not even that, because you it's literally two orders. You should be getting two separate pays on that. Not, yeah. oh, hey, um, this person's subsidizing this other order, and then we're going to yeah. just claim the entire thing from Jets. That, you hit the nail on the head, because what happens is that one, one the consumer was generous enough to tip eight bucks, right? What does DoorDash do? DoorDash adds that order to the tax it on the zero tip zero base fare order. And in the order of drop off, if the tipper was the second one, you're going to get your food cold because this jackass's food I'm delivering for free, right? And if you happen to be the second one to be delivered that you tipped and you want to get your food hot, sorry, it's DoorDash's fault. But then what does the consumer do? Consumer blames the driver, right? They don't know all these shenanigans that are going on. And then they mm -hmm. put you like an account violation or some garbage, right? And I'm going like, why should the second consumer who was generous enough to tip properly get penalized because DoorDash wants to squeeze garbage out of the door constantly, you know? Because uh, I will tell you their business plan. Take as much money as you can. Fuck everybody else. Yeah, that's what that's their business plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and we have sad. dumb kids. We have dumb shits who are accepting these orders. $2. $2, bro. <laughs> uh, wake up, guys. Know your worth. Know your worth. Yeah, right here. <laughs> All right. Let's All move right. on. Let's talk about my favorite uh, my favorite story of the day. I mean, let, let me let me reference this, though, um, first, because it's not the act of what was happening. It's more of the, the comedical relief that I found out of the story. It's not a good story to, to be saying, oh, yeah, this is good. Um, so I do want to preface that um, first. Uh, this is where a Waymo got torched and destroyed in San Francisco. Um, I personally do not like self-driving cars. I think they're they're stupid and pointless. And, you know, hey, it is what it is. Uh, they have their own problems. Uh, you know, as Sergio has many times said, uh, even though we could build it, we don't need it. And yep. this is one of those things that I think is one of the, is right there. Um, cool. And... Yeah. Two. Yeah, and the I mean, one. the left one was like more scary. I would shit my pants if that happened. <laughs> yeah. So what ended up happening was, for those who don't know, this was, uh, I believe, over the weekend. Um, and a group of people surrounded the car. And then, you know, one person started hitting it. Then next, uh, and, you know, it just kind of escalated from there. So it became a mob mentality. Uh, somebody threw a firecracker in and it exploded. Um, those types of things are happening. And so, yeah, that's essentially what's going on. Um, so that part I don't find and condone in any way good yes. in, in any aspect. I think that's absolutely horrendous and, and horrible um, and should not be happening. People need to take better responsibility. Do not join the mob. But the one thing, though, that I do have to say is it was a Waymo. So I, I kind of have to say, hey, uh, it's kind of funny in the aspect of the Waymo just that way. But again, when, when it comes to the mob and the mob mentality and all of that stuff, uh, I, 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 again, I don't want to uh, 
that was that type of I was in like one of those couple of weeks ago. Okay, I was in one of those couple of weeks ago. I hundred percent am against this mob mentality. Burn these things down, people. You don't have to burn them down. All you have to do is put a cone on the hood. Yeah, you don't have to do any of this stuff. So simple. Yeah, <laughs> much cheaper. Cheaper on everybody. It's more fun. They get all confused. They go all huddle in the middle of the street. You know, it's just this is unnecessary. This kind of violent stuff. But the one on the left, okay, is definitely a possibility. You know what I mean? The one on the left, there was a couple in the car going somewhere in a Waymo, and some homeless guy got in there and started attacking the <laughs> the LIDAR on top, and the car stopped. And if you were in the car, I mean, you'd freak out because car's not moving at that moment. You're literally trapped. like You're, you're like prison in that car. And a lot of bad things can happen with these things. So Waymo, I mean, that I, I, and at the end, it turned out okay because, you know, they have a safety button. You push it, you start talking to the, not support, but uh, um, an agent, uh, explain the problems. Because car's not moving. You're trapped in the car. You have a bunch of people coming towards you. By the way, these, these wind, windshields and windows are not uh, shatterproof, okay? Um, I mean... There is a potential of these things going completely sideways because if you go stand in front of one of this and you want to rob that couple that's in the car or a person, the car's not going to move, it's not going to run you over. I mean, you know, you got to start thinking about these things. Um, now, if that happened to me, I run you over <laughs> if you try to block me. But yeah, both of these situations are going to be the problems for these autonomous vehicles. I mean, besides other things that we talked about, you know. Uh, but yeah, no, I don't condone. I condemn actually what they did in in to to that Waymo. I mean, come on now, yep. you know, uh, you don't have to be a luddite to go burn stuff down. You know, this is too much. But then again, where is it at, Chris? San Francisco. They defunded the police in San Francisco. The police probably did not show up for this at all. Oh, like in, in, you know, the, the reality is nobody is probably going to get any retribution for this either. So, um, like, I, well, I, doubt, well. I doubt, I mean, th there is a possibility only because it is tech and, you know, cameras. These, these large companies could potentially have some sort of pull when it comes to something like that. But, uh, you know, the if you got if you're wearing a mask or something like that and come up to it it could be hard to figure out who that they are. So, I mean, these types of things really need to be um, looked at and, uh, uh, yeah, no, I you think, know, I think out, the, you know, these things drive well, but they're not ready for prime time. And there's going to be a lot of these problems. I mean, you know, they could get yep. hacked. I mean, you know, we, we hear hacking all the time. What if they get hacked, you know, by some terrorist group or some shit, right? I don't know. It's definitely possible. So, uh, anyway, but, uh, so don't burn, put them on fire. Just put a cone. That's it. That's all. You yeah, just put a cone on it. I mean, if you if you want to got want to get uh, fun, you know, pull pull the tires off, put them on cinder blocks. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, when it comes to that type of thing, like, don't go near those people. How do you know that, Dawncraft? One accounts. Come on now, you guys are going nuts. Anyway, uh, yeah, they can get hacked, and because they're all running Wi-Fi, Jamil. And then, you know, they can run people over and stuff. They get taken over. I mean, they're not like foolproof, you know. Uh, but anyway, I mean, so... But uh, the thing is, that that can be any car. Any car can be hacked. 
So it's not going to be self-driving too. I mean, the same thing can happen to your car, my car, anybody's car. I know, but there, there's, there's me and their driver. I can put on the brakes and stop and no. do something. Beast. If I, if I hacked your car, I control your car better than you do. I control the braking. I control the acceleration. You don't have any control over that. That's the scary part. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. So your I, like if if I took over your your car, if I'm sitting in front of my computer and I take over your car, yes, I absolutely I, I could ram you you up to to top speed on the 405. I could take you into a wall. I I could do a lot of things, and you would not be able to do anything about it. You couldn't really? hit your brakes. You wouldn't hit, be able because everything's electronically controlled. I didn't know that. Well, yep. don't do it. Don't do it then. <laughs> oh no, I'm I I'm just saying like a oh, hacker no. can, can take out a, a oh. car very well, easily. I thought maybe they're more um, susceptible to hacking. Maybe I don't. Anyway, no, but all I'm saying is that yeah, I don't. We don't condone that stuff. That's stupid behavior. Just put a cone on it. Everybody lives. Uh, <laughs> or Except or better yet or better yet get an older car that doesn't have that or you know annual wow. um because that way you can just pop it into neutral um so yeah that's yeah. that's one thing but not on the newer yeah. cars you can't um and I, and I mean stick shift i don't mean paddle shift uh, yeah. yeah but uh um yeah those those are all things that you really got to watch out for most people don't know um the other thing too is uh, i guarantee you nobody knows how much data your car collects on you. Um, you plug your phone into CarPlay or anything like that, your phone will be downloaded and all your messages will go to your car manufacturer. Um, those are some things that happen. Um, yeah, it's pretty wild, that shit. So just be careful out there. All right. Um, <laughs> so uh, the next one, the next one is my feelings of, um, don't get offended, people. <laughs> <laughs> Because you guys are a bunch of sensitive flowers over here. I get emails, Serge, you cussed a lot. Okay, like today, I probably cussed <laughs> like four times, okay? Uh, <laughs> so this is the way I feel uh, about the new Lyft 70-30 uh, split. What do you think, Chris? 70% after external fees, no left and behind. <laughs> or no and left behind. Damn straight. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah, that's yours, Lelius. You're up for behind the wheel uh <laughs> um i agree i mean you know don't be one of these don't be that bottom 15 percent that we have to pay for your ass to get off the ground to go above 70 percent. you know what i mean we're all paying for it look at this thing come on man you know isn't that like the no no child left behind is that what it's like? <laughs> wasn't that like an yeah. education program or something yeah. kind of yeah yeah. Okay, no. So. No analyst behind. <laughs> I think. I think I should do that. At my. You know. I think I'm gonna do that. In my background. When I interview Richard next time. Oh, <laughs> Richard, Richard said he's gonna come on in April. So, yep. yeah. So there you go, people. Let's tune in. Uh, we're still trying to get that DK. Well, I just offended him so many times now that I don't think he's gonna do it. But we're, we're not. trying. We're trying. I'm losing hope. You know, know who you I are. Know. You can make it happen, but I'm losing hey. hope. Hey, if he likes a challenge, he would come on because it would be probably the hardest interview he's ever had to do. Because uh, you're dealing no, with, you're actually dealing with. Time. Well, we were going to go. No, well, you know well. what? It's it, it's the truth, though. I mean, the show at will. These shows will actually take some look at truth, but the problem is, you know, this is what's actually able to happen. So that's why the, these hacks and things are very scary. 
Um, and, you know, these are something that they really need to pay attention to, um, you know, anti-hacking and, and stuff like that, where it's going to be a lot safer. Um, because, yeah, it's, I mean, it's probably not that hard to hack and take control of cars. The, the, I think Dateline did something, you know, maybe like 10 years ago about how they've taken over cars. And that was 10 years ago. Now imagine all of the technology that they put in these cars today. Um, yeah. Same type of, of things. Yeah, so, way too much technology. Yeah, way too much I, I i'm actually missing i had a when i was like 23 uh in europe i wasn't here yet um i had a um orange um three i think it was 318 or 320 tii bmw stick shift man mm -hmm. that car all ass it was zero to 60 it was like eight seconds and it was fast <laughs> but now that's like uh i don't know that's slow but um, yeah, those are the best cars. You can fix those cars, change your plugs, all the stuff. Newer cars, I don't even know what to do. Something breaks. I just gotta, yeah. yeah. That's why I, I I love my 06 uh, Lancer Evolution stick shift. Yeah. Oh, you can do nice. everything. Yeah. Yep. So and, uh, no um, end left behind. So don't don't end people. Don't force us to pay for your sins to bring you up up to the about fifteen percent level. We're paying for it. We know we are. And if you do, um, we talked about the Uber Beacon. This is the new one. Hello, Glow. Um, if you do make it to Elite, the new level above Platinum now, you should be receiving one of these. And I'm told it has multiple colors in it, so there's no confusion picking up the wrong passenger any longer. And I am pretty sure this is also full of tech. <laughs> Oh, following sure. you, uh, <laughs> you know, getting your GPS signals and coordinates to lift, to study, so they can lower the commercial insurance that they're paying. But you should be receiving one of these Hello Glows. And <laughs> I, I don't think I'm going to get it. Um, and I, still, last, I, I have the, the lift amp still, so. <laughs> I have the lift amp. I have the lift amp, yeah. I have, But uh, I have the mustache. <laughs> yeah, well, you, you just got that, you know, a few months ago. So. <laughs> I still have Back it. I have it. I have two mustache. So oh. for all the people um, who are asking about the the uh the protest tomorrow, uh we'll, yes. we'll mention that now. We'll um, talk about first that. Of all, first two of all, our video came out yesterday on that that we talked about this last week on, um, because we had Torsten of uh rideshare professor on behind the wheel last Thursday, uh talking about what's going on tomorrow. Um so it was kind of all scheduled at once. Um, so yeah, if you want to see everything we said um, about tomorrow, check out that video. It's the clip uh, of what we said last week and, um, you know, our thoughts. I saw a lot of people who said, turn your apps on, just don't take anything here, here. Congrats for that. Because uh, that's, um, that's the best thing you can do. Then, you know, the other thing too, if you're going to go meet up with people uh, in your area, like if it's at the airport, like you have LAX, I'm not sure where Buffalo's is. I have to wait until... Um, um, there's two in LA. Um, there's two in LA. So Jacob, Business Insider, thank you, much appreciated. He picked up the story. Torsten was in it. Uh, RDU was in it. I was in it. Um, right after he ran the story on Monday, every pretty much every news outlet picked it up uh, because they copy each other. They copy actually even the text from each other. They buy it from Business Insider. Anyway, thank you, Jacob. Um, this is the most widely publicized protest that i i can remember chris um it's everywhere yep. i mean you know you can google it without seeing it um there's two protests in la 
One is going to be from 12 to 2 uh, in front of the Uber hub in mid Wilshire. So if you guys from LA, you know where that is. Oh, you visited that hub. Protest sure. meetup. Meetup, protest, whatever you want to call it. It's a protest. Yeah. I would say, well, then, I would say it's the protest meetup because the okay. protest itself is for the, is supposed to be for the day and okay. it's turning your apps off oh, or on okay. and just letting it time out. Um, yeah. Okay. Good point. Good point. Right. Because so the, 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 the meetups meetup, are happening. Yeah, protest is for the whole day. You leave the apps on, don't decline or leave the apps off. That's your choice. Um, the second one meetup is going to be, there's an in and out. Everybody knows where that is on, on uh, Sepulveda. Uh, on the way to LAX, there's a little park gr ground there. That's where uh, Thorsten is going to be, and most likely I'm going to be um, trying to figure it out. Um, so, yeah, there's two of them in LA, and there's a bunch of them all over the country, uh, including UK, including Toronto, Canada. So this is pretty widely publicized, and hopefully uh, we'll keep these going and keep the driver concerns, you know? in the public eye. and then the other thing i want to say too okay so if you have an lax from 12 to 2 or whatever it might be um you know same thing if, if you're at the airport the only people that are going to see that are the people at the airport if you want to get people who are going to be in your area things like that you know take the group of people tell them to go to you know that busy intersection in your city you know ha have five ten people grab some signs or something um then you know another group of people go to another part of the city uh, where it's another busy intersection. So, you know, you're getting hundreds of thousands of people that could be passing by during, you know, an hour or two when it comes to rush hour, things like that, letting people know what's going on if they take the route that, you know, is happening. So that's the other side of the thing too. So, you know, these are some of the official protests, you could say, spots that are happening, meetups, but take your um, cause to other areas of the city as well too, mostly that are going to be very busy, uh, intersections at the time hold your signs um you know so then other people will see what's going on um, besides just at the airport because uh, that's going to help get the word out more on top of it uh, than just facing at the airport uh so yeah. that's, that's my thought i agree and this is not a one and done i'm pretty sure uh i agree with mike smith too i said that in business insider yep. um bottom line effect i don't think it's going to have an effect on uber but uh uh, this is not a monetary situation. What the effect does it, it will have is that, you know, media keeps putting these things out. And one thing these companies hate the most is bad PR. And this is bad PR. Um, and the San Francisco, somebody else is going to be in front of Uber and Lyft headquarters. So, you know, but I'm going to be in San Francisco on March 13th. So please come up, check out our community page. Um, what else? Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, I, I'm all for people doing what they have to do i mean look things are bad chris i i'm not going to deny it i mean you know i i drove um two weeks ago last week i can't crack 21 22 per online hour before expenses man it's just tough out there and yep. and and the risk is not commensurate to my reward i mean 22 bucks before expenses is 15 after expenses I don't think driving is inherently dangerous in its own. I'm driving thousands of miles a month, so I I don't think it's worth it at the moment. It may be like a super good side hustle, but full timers, I feel for you. So yeah, it's gonna be be pretty hard. And yeah, I, I agree with the, with a lot of the people in the chat how they're saying it's more about the PR 
and is trying to get the word out. And right now, yeah, it's it's doing its job. It's getting the word out. So there's a lot more people that are covering it. There's a lot more people that are probably opening their eyes to it. Um, and you know, it's it's it, it's going to be good in that aspect. Um, and hopefully, maybe the right people may see what's going on, talk about it, and you know, it might become something that's at the forefront for them, um, or at least put them onto the page instead of the back burner or anything like that. Um, so yeah, there's there's a couple of things there um, that it could have potential impact on, um, and hopeful. And uh, yeah, I think the the biggest thing though is if you want to make some sort of stand, um, you know, there there's a couple of coordinated efforts that need to happen you know, throughout the day or throughout the time. Um, um, my, actually, Jeff, my acceptance rate is uh, hovering around 26 after I did my two experiments of taking 20 in a row. So yeah, I moved up in the world and the results of 2150 was taking 20 in a row, Jeff. And uh, I entered and those are my results. And even if I cherry pick without cherries, I don't think I can do better. Um, you know, I keep saying this, there's got to be a hybrid system that you guys have to deploy now, you know, and when you have to, if you need to make a couple hundred bucks a day, you got to end to make your couple hundred go home safely. Um, and there are no cherries to pick like on Super Bowl Sunday, two hours before, two hours after there was great money to be made. LAX was hitting $30 surge. Surrounding areas were hitting 15, 20, 25. And yeah, that's when I cherry pick. But when it's all gray mess, what am I supposed to cherry pick? I might as well take everything and then make my money and go home. So, yeah. Well, anyway, one so, thing too, reminder, tomorrow is Valentine's Day. So if you have yes, somebody please. that you need to buy something for and you haven't gotten anything yet, uh, get out there and make sure you do, because uh, otherwise you might be sleeping in the doghouse tomorrow. So uh, <laughs> we don't want that to happen. Uh, we want everybody to enjoy and have a good time and yeah. uh, go from there. Be safe. Be safe. See you guys next week. Um, go check out our community page. If you're in the Bay Area, please RSVP to the event. Free drinks, free food, meet up, March 13th, San Francisco. Here I come. Oh, Oakland, sorry. No, okay. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Thumbs up.